G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Thursday, always wonderful to check in with Charles Newington, who's the National Director of Family Voice Australia. He's always so full of fabulous insights into the issues that we're facing in the nation, and he's joining us once again. Hello, Charles. Welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Good to be back. Charles, the headlines are, in some sense, uh, just, well, you know, overshadowing a lot of things. Uh, Israel Folau, who thinks that a footballer should be overshadowing the headlines when there's a federal election on? Well, uh, I like one of your little notes here, and let me just uh, put this out and uh, and I'll let you respond to it. Uh, you've said to me that the Israel Folau saga has put free speech on the pub counter like a weird version of a hamburger that people are looking at and saying, what's that? <laughs> let me throw that one to you. Let's make sense of the way you're describing the Israel Folau saga. Uh, well, I was thinking about how sometimes our journey through the you know regional Australia, you know, you'll stop in at a pub and you'll order something and when it lands <laughs> on, on the pub counter, you look at it and you think, what, what is what that? What is that? <laughs> um, but the, uh, the more I think about it, the, uh, you know, there's not a lot of um, uh, rugby union fans out there. Uh, so probably this is more a wine bar, you know, than a pub counter. It's a wine bar in some snooty suburb in in, uh, in Sydney, and uh, something's been put on your counter, and and it's this this, this sort of Art Nouveau cooking, and, and yeah. you say the same thing. What's that? Um, and the point is that freedom of speech. You know, it's mainly we've been talking about the rugby. You know, and um, you know, was he stupid to put his contract on the line or to say outrageous things or whatever? But bit by bit, people are coming around and saying, oh, this is actually not just about that. It's about people's right to freedom of speech and to be people and not just to be some sort of compliant automaton that signed a contract that says, I can't say anything that you don't want me to say. You know, we're starting to feel uh, as a society that freedom of speech is actually important and that people don't like the idea that whether it's a government or whether it's big organisations or whether it's social movements that are actually telling us what we can believe and what we can say. And um, and that's a good thing. I think that, that, that uh, that's really putting that on the agenda at, at election time is a very helpful a very helpful thing to be happening. And who would have thought that it would be a footballer that creates the example of what <laughs> we've been talking about for a long time? And some would say, well, we've been talking about freedom of religion, freedom of speech, and it all sounds like talking about theory. Yeah, the theory is yeah. this and the theory is that. And all of a sudden you've got someone like Israel Folau, yep. uh, who's not a theologian, who's not a philosopher, <laughs> but uh, he comes out and, uh, and uh, you know, he sort of it makes this... Uh, a social media post that quotes the Bible and says, uh, hell awaits, and then at the end of it he says, uh, repent. I mean, this is like yeah. John the Baptist. Uh, let's talk about this offence that people feel 
about a post like this because he's offended uh, something of the spirit of the age, Charles. Mm. Yes, I agree. And I think that, you know, I've written an article, I haven't put it up anywhere yet, but uh, it, it, it's about, about repentance, about about the misunderstanding of repentance and that, and that both in the church and in the world, there's this idea that repentance is an accusation when actually to use football imagery, it's the, somebody, there's been a tackle, right? It's been a late tackle and I've had, I've experienced those and okay. I've seen the birds flying. Yeah. Uh, so, right. <laughs> my head on the turf. So lying there, you know, the ref blows the whistle and his first responsibility is to the injured player. And so the whistle, when he blows it, he's saying, stop the game, stop the clock, let's attend to the injured player, I'll get to the infringement in a minute. And what repentance is, it's like it's like God blowing the whistle and sort of saying, hey, hang on a minute, something's going on in your life that, that could land you in the sin bin. <laughs> yeah. You know, that could land you in deep trouble. You need some time out to have a think about what you're doing. You keep doing that, and I will put you in the sin bin. So repentance is a bit like that. It's, it's, it's God calling time and saying, reflect on your life. And, um, and, and that, uh, you know, those words that we use, uh, that, 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 that uh, Israel for last, uh, um, uh, Instagram used, phrases like thief, adulterer, uh, homosexual, and things like that, what it's talking about is not just the, uh, the incidental uh, occurrence, it's the habit, it's the, it's the lifestyle, it's the, that the person is defined by that action, like the thief who takes every opportunity to steal. And God is very patient, you know. He's incredibly patient. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I'm a Christian, is because when I, when I, when I heard the ref blow the whistle uh, and say to me, Charles, take a good look at your life, I looked back at the dirty footprints across time, and I realized I was on the wrong road. And so... That that uh, imagery helps me, you know, and it helps me. So it's not God sort of sort of uh, you know sort of saying, you know, you, as as Israel Falah says, he says hell awaits. He's saying you're not there, you're not, you're not there yet. <laughs> but this that's where this road leads. And who so, would have thought, Charles, that uh, football would be so theological with the idea of uh, if you get sent off, you're off to the sin bin? I mean, that's, uh, exactly. that's just fabulous terminology, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Well, for some. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, but the thing about that, I mean, you know, you, you push one of my buttons, rugby union, I, I love it. But um, no, the point being is that if you're sent to the sin bin, your team suffers, mate. You know, they've got to do your work for you, and nobody's happy with you. And so there are these consequences to our lives. Sport is all about teaching us how to live, and we've made it into an idol and made it into a religion. But actually, it's, it should never be professionalized. It should always be just the amateur experience that we have as, as children, as young people, learning what real life's going to be like. And, and, you, and there's a referee out there, there's a policeman out there, there's a judge out there, and they blow the whistle. And it doesn't matter how much you kind of sort of uh, arc up at them, you know, the law's the law. And, uh, and, and that's what we have to learn. And, and unfortunately, that's not being learned. Uh, too many uh, sports people these days are private honours, aren't they? 
And yes, uh, let's move on, Charles. Uh, some other things to cover, because if we talk about this spirit of the age, offending the yeah. spirit of the age, there's a number of examples uh, that have been in the news of just recent times. Another one of those uh, was uh, recently where was uh, there was this win for academic freedom in the case of uh, Dr. Peter Ridd of James Cook yeah. University. Uh, he was yeah. sacked because he took a position on climate change. This has got yeah. some similarity to what we're talking about. Yes, it's not saying that he's an, uh, a climate change sceptic. What he was taking uh, a, a ex- exception to or what he was commenting on and critiquing was the fact that that um, that there was some research that was going on that he didn't feel uh, was, uh, you know, was held water, to use that uh, an analogy. It had to do with the claims by scientists in his university over the impact of global warming on the Barrier Reef, and he took, he said that wasn't the case. So they deemed that critique, that public criticism of them as a university, uh, as a violation of the of, of the code of conduct that they had in place with him. And he said, eh, no, no, it shouldn't. That's not what a code of conduct's about. You do that, and you limit academic freedom. We're in trouble as a society. And um, and and that's true. That um, of these great freedoms of speech, one of them, you know, we we focus very often about the freedom of speech in religion, but it's so important that freedom of speech in academia is protected and preserved because so often the great advances in our civilization come from the edge. They come from the dissenting voice because what happens in it's psychologically the, the orthodoxy of a university or of any institution starts to build this orthodoxy and before you know where you are, you know, it has great power of influence and people want to climb that particular mountain because that's where the, the, the kudos is. But that's not where necessarily the truth is. So I'm so pleased that uh, that this has happened, um, and I was fascinated to read that a representative of of one of the unions made the point uh, 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 that, that he valued it too, <laughs> and it was good to get uh, you know a comment for the importance of freedom of speech from the left. So when we're talking freedom of speech, Charles, uh, not just freedom of religion, and sometimes we talk about freedom of association, freedom of conscience, mm. uh, freedom of political communication, but this, as you have uh, spoken today, freedom of academia, the ability for people at the highest levels, those people who are thinking about uh, what makes sense for the future, they need to have some freedom to explore those things without being shut down. Otherwise... Uh, you move into what looks like a totalitarian state where you can't actually explore those things. Well, I I think that evolutionism is a case in point, you know, and that might uh, stir a few of the pigeons. But um, the fact is that it it has become an orthodoxy, you know, and... and, uh, and, and the, the great scientists that are questioning its, uh, its orthodoxy are, are being treated as if, they, as if they are sort of pariahs. And so we, we need to be very careful about that. Freedom of speech is vital to progress. Uh, let's talk about, because we're running short of time, I know that you have been to Notre Dame Cathedral in France. Mm. And, of course, as we've been watching those images uh, on the television, uh, the burning of such a magnificent structure as that cathedral. Uh, you've got a few thoughts about this, but uh, there's something special about Notre Dame Cathedral. That's why the whole world is focusing on it right now. What are your thoughts about just how special it is, Charles? Yes, well, it is um, it is the symbol of Christianity in France, and perhaps one of the great global symbols of Christianity. And uh, I, I, there's so much that could could be said. And for a limited time, 
um, not so long ago, my wife and I were there. And we were we were praying for France, and we were praying for the French-speaking people. And uh, we we went to the great places like Notre Dame. I'm standing there, and I'm praying with my eyes closed. Tourists moving around all around me. When I open my eyes, there's a man rather like me standing just within almost arm's length, deep in prayer. And his eyes are still closed, and the expression on his face has never left me. And and he he was like a message to me that important though this symbol is, it's what it's a symbol of that matters. It's a symbol of living faith where people care about their families and care about their own souls and care about their nations and they go to places like that uh, uh, because they want to somehow be near to God and they want to somehow speak to him and hear him on these great and vital issues. And, and all over the world, uh, cathedrals are coming back into, into currency because in this age where secularism is what I'm calling turning the social world into a spiritual desert, People are desperate for a spiritual oasis, and 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 the, the cathedral is a symbol of that. They they hope that as they go there and they and they look around at the various things in the architecture and and on the walls that that, that it will inspire something in them and speak that God will speak to them through it. So symbols are important. The substance about which they speak is more important, but the relationship between the symbol and the substance is for another day. It's a, it's a complex. It's a complex connection. Think about what happens to us when we break the bread and we drink the wine at communion. You know, in that moment, that symbol speaks to us about the life and the death of Christ and its great power to save and restore us. You've only got to drive through the countryside into country towns all over this wonderful nation that we live in, Charles, and you'll see that sometimes the most ornate buildings in town are those churches that were built Mm. by earlier generations. But we're a young country here in Australia. Sometimes uh, we don't have the sorts of symbolism like the Notre Dame Cathedral, uh, but there is something significant in that. But we are a young country. We don't have those types of enduring symbols that are we'd recognize as a nation uh, i mean some of our capital cities have uh, have some great cathedrals but they're not sort of in the same scale as a notre dame are they no that's where the conversation the relationship between the symbol and the substance is helpful because as you drive through um, this is my love affair with australia right mm. i wasn't born here i've been here for 35 years and i could eat its soil because it tastes good to me but I, I, as I'm driving through the country, I'll see a little wooden church somewhere in the field, you know, and, and it's almost worth stopping the car and, 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 and talking to the locals and saying, tell me the story about that church, because what you find is you find that it's actually the story of people who have found Christ and have lived a, a, a life of service and sacrifice in their local communities uh, as a result of who Jesus is in their lives. And, and, and it's it's that that people are looking for. They're not just looking for the uh, they're not just looking for the the uh, the the the, um, uh, the I'm thinking of the, the the word for the artistic the aesthetic. They're not looking for the aesthetic. They're getting heaps of aesthetic everywhere. They want something more than the aesthetic. They want something that's spiritual, something that soaks into their being and leaves a living mark upon them. And 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 Jesus is the only person who does that. 
That's right. Charles, your insights are so, so valuable. I look forward to these conversations every week. Charles Newington is the National Director of Family Voice Australia. Let me point uh, listeners, Charles, to your website, familyvoice.org.au, where you have some fabulous resources, great articles on the issues, and I'm not sure those articles that people will read will reflect the same sort of passion that we heard this morning as you were (laughs) talking about some of these issues and uh, just fabulous to get your insights into these things there's so many more things we could have talked about as well but Charles thank you so much for taking some time to uh, share those thoughts with us today familyvoice.org.au Charles Newington we'll talk again soon thank you Neil before you go thanks for listening there's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au and remember vision is listener supported Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.